Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Tea Journeys with Charities. I hope you listened to our first podcast about our humble beginnings. Today we are going to talk about unique and non-traditional teas. Is white peony still a white peony if it's made in Indonesia? Can a tea that's been oxidized still be considered a white tea? I'm not meaning to be philosophical and all, but these are questions I think about regularly. As we walk through this session, maybe you'll have other questions, so don't forget to post them in the comments. As we begin, we must first define unique and non-traditional tea. For the sake of this podcast, I'd like to define this concept as traditional teas grown in non-traditional areas, teas that don't fit a particular category, and teas that make one say, wait a minute, what was that again? Let's steep some tea and begin. There are black teas, white teas, green teas, oolongs, and dark teas. Each type comes from the same plant. It's merely process that differentiates them. Let's take, for example, some white teas called white peony, silver needle, gray dragon, white tea bud. White peony, otherwise known as bai mudan in Chinese, are produced in specific regions with a specific cultivar. It's much like wine. Champagne can only be called champagne if grown in the Champagne region of France. If this type of wine is produced elsewhere, it has to be called sparkling wine. Based on this, a white peony grown and produced in Indonesia couldn't use the name, yet I've seen this done. On the other hand, one can say white peony is made by a certain process and therefore anyone that masters the process can call this tea white peony. No matter which side of the coin you fall to, both white peony made in China and the one made in Indonesia are excellent teas full of rich flavors. The second question I asked was can a tea be called a white tea if it's been sun dried and exposed to oxygen? For this question, I will be talking about one of our own non-traditional teas and a personal favorite, Grey Dragon. Is it oolong, white, green, or something else? Let's help the Grey Dragon out of its existential crisis. In case you want to steep some Grey Dragon while we are pondering the crisis, scoop one teaspoon of tea for every eight ounces of water. Its preferred water temperature is 195 degrees Fahrenheit. Charity's Grey Dragon is sourced from West Java, Indonesia. It is bred with both the Camellia sinensis sinensis and the Camellia sinensis assamica. The tea buds are plucked by hand and undergo a natural sun drying process for two days. Immediately, two things pop out in my head. One, it's a combo. In other words, a clone of two different cultivars. By nature, this already makes it interesting. And number two, sun drying. Wait a second, doesn't sun drying mean that it's oxidized? And that the tea is exposed to oxygen? Hmm. The questions above challenge the definitions of how a white tea is produced. And I'm not really sure I want to go up against the status quo. I may be up to creating a new category called U-White, We-Long, Tay-Long, or Ui. But all those sound odd, and I don't think we can create a new category for each unique tea. No matter which side you choose, non-traditional teas are truly unique, rich in flavor, and plain fun to have around. 
After all, everyone loves a story on tea to keep the cups flowing. That's it for our episode on esoteric teas. Do check out our website at www.charitiespot.com to grab a box of Grey Dragon or a black tea to enjoy with our next episode. Our next episode will journey onwards discussing black tea. If you have any suggestions for our next topic, do send us a message over at Charities LLC on Instagram and Charities on Facebook. Thank you for listening and sipping Charities Tea. Thank you.